Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts. And I'm James Anderson, your other host. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. Thanks for joining us here on this episode. Uh, we are here to talk about Captain Marvel. We're going to be starting at one hour, six Woo! minutes and 20 seconds, and ending at one hour, 11 minutes and 15 seconds. We got like an almost full five minute long clip oh yeah Woof. all right so here's what happens just to preface the uh, we're gonna immediately be starting like in the middle of a uh plane fight scene so i'm gonna yeah. just be i'm gonna be describing stuff but i just need you to understand that the entire time they are in an, an aircraft okay it's like a dog fight sort exactly of situation. we i mean it's not even like there's no preface to it it is just you're in the dog fight Okay, here it is. Right. There's no MIG, Lawson. Who the hell are they? Those are the bad guys. Fly faster. Now. The aircraft does move quicker, but the other ship behind them is hot on their tail and moves even faster, spinning and firing off green energy blasts. Danvers asks Lawson what they want, and she says that they're after her and her work. After a lot of fancy flying and some incredible maneuvers, Carol gets behind the other ship, but they have the ability to fire backwards, and they are hit. Carol yells out, Stay with me, Lawson, as she attempts to have a graceful crash, well, as graceful as one can have, going at that speed. But considering said speed, it is quite ugly, and they literally flop <laughs> around a lot like ragdolls as they are tossed about, both they and the plane. Um, they come to a halt. Over the headset, Maria calls out for Carol, who uh, tells her that they've touched down. She keeps trying to talk to her, and Danvers is just like, yeah, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, and just throws the headset off. (laughs) Good shit. Uh, Danvers jumps out and tries to help Lawson out of the plane. She removes her helmet to discover a cut. Your blood. It's blue. And she said, yeah, that's right. Drain the swamp, baby. No, uh, sorry. She says, yeah, but how's my hair? Uh, Classic. Yeah. Uh, Danvers then helps Lawson out of the crashed ship. Lawson tells her that she has to destroy the drive. You remember what I said about our work here? What it's for? Danvers confirms that it's to end wars. Lawson agrees, but tells her that the wars are much bigger than she knows. You know, take what you know about war and multiply it by mm, infinity. <laughs> That's a good little Marvel joke there for you. Uh, Lawson comes clean that she's not actually Lawson. Her name is Marvell, and she's <sighs> from Hala. Danvers recognizes that this can make total sense because they were just shot down by a spaceship and her blood is blue. Lawson asks Danvers to remember the coordinates and to save the others. She's like, what others? What are you talking about? And Lawson pulls out a space gun. It is literally the only way I can describe that as. It is a gun that is, it's, <laughs> yep. it's just a space gun. And uh, as she s- begins to sit up, she is quickly shot through the heart. And you're to blame, darling. You give love a bad name. And Danvers grabs the gun and looks around. And the name that gives love a bad name is just a man. And he's in a green spacesuit, and he walks out of the smoke, saying that he has no interest in hurting her. She yells out that, that the shooting Jude doesn't Law? seem to agree, and she does go, Jude Law? Um, <laughs> is that Jude Law? Um, they end up in a standoff over the power core. 
and she glances over to the ship, saying, That energy core? As he also looks, she turns and shoots it, much to his detriment. It explodes outwards, and a sea of blue energy erupts forth, covering her and coursing through her body. The blast knocks her out and knocks the man away. Uh, someone from his ship, over an intercom, like in his headset or whatever, uh, recognizes that she is still moving and wants to fire on her. But he stops them, because he can see that she has absorbed the power source. Therefore, she's going with them. James, what are your thoughts on this scene? Well, um, the first is, I just want to cut off uh, uh, the corrections that we might receive uh, at the pass. Uh, it is pronounced MIG. Um, a MIG is a Russian aircraft. Uh, the MIG is a Russian uh, aircraft company. You know what's funny? So, uh, so I watched it, but the problem is that, you know, the way that they write it down did make me go, I couldn't remember how they said it, and I went, that's probably yeah. uh, spelled out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a MIG. It's, it, it, it's a MIG. It, um, I can't even begin to. It's McCoyan is the other name for this, but, you know, the oh, it's a McCoyan and Gurevich Design Bureau, so M and then G. Um, M I and then G. So that's yeah. But uh, I only know Migs from uh, Top Gun is uh, because ah, and of course all heard. of this is because in um, uh, like the eighties they would have been talking about Russian planes right, and like um, uh, second, I think it's funny uh, that uh, Danvers feels like she's cool about the blue blood. But she brings it up in close enough succession to indicate that she is uh, not. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, and you have blue blood. Yeah. And, yeah Which you, is funny because... Whatever. It, and you have blue blood. It, well, I, yeah. Well, it's not <laughs> that at all. You know, sorry. That's all I mean. I mean, like, I think it's so funny that, like, I guess it's just, like, the way that, like, adrenaline or whatever in a blast or whatever happens. Because the way she's, like, uh, you're, like, it's just, like, Almost like this, um, guys kind of voice. Not yeah. quite, but it's like, it's getting there, right? Of yeah. your blood, it's blue. Like, it's like genuine confusion. Yeah. But then, like, she just kind of, like, charismas her way out. But she's like, yeah. okay, that is weird. Let's figure this out. Because, like, I also did yeah. just see a spaceship. I, I, I'm on an adrenaline high. Things are a little crazy out here, you know? Right. It's Yeah. I think... It, if if you had told me that that it was quote it was a fun Easter egg quote from a Captain Marvel comic, mm -hmm. your blood, it's blue, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. You know that, what? That, 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 that you know what up. I also think? I think that it's also for sure because she even mentions later on when she's like, because we just got shot out of the air by a spaceship and your blood is blue, yeah. right? I think it's that thing of the blood being blue is a revelation. It is sure. fucking crazy to 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 think about, right? But I also think to some extent you're like, that's not the craziest thing I've just witnessed in the last even five minutes. So it's like yeah. it kind of lessens the blow a little bit. Yeah. Where you're or the blue. I blew myself. Um I have a thought. Yes. This is women believing women. No. Hmm. This is uh in you know. I'm a. I, my name is Marvell. I'm an alien from another a planet called Hala. Hala. She ain't um, a Hala, Batgirl. 
Right. She's not going back to hollow. That's for sure. Um, that Carol's like, yeah, your blood is blue. We just fought a spaceship. This checks out. And I, like we, we don't get a sort of a direct like comparison, but I get the feeling like if it was, you know, Maverick would have been like, you're talking crazy. You're in shock. Let's get you, you know, like ignoring obvious. It's also evidence. It's also really tough too, right? Because I think another situation to take into consideration. I feel like yep. I said something very, very wrong just now. Nope, it, it was all right. It just happened to rhyme. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I, it's one of those things where I don't even know what I just said. Like it came out of my mouth in a way that I actively stopped what I was doing, and I sat. I saw myself in the Zoom camera of me going. Wait, did you say consideration twice? I, that's what I'm saying. That's. I feel like I. <laughs> I feel like I might have done that on accident, and I was like, "What did I?" Just I followed say? you, but then just now I was like, "Wait, that's exactly what happened." Did it like, rhyme because it was the same word? I had a. I went. What did I just say? Okay, let's let's roll this back. <laughs> Something for us to take into consideration here, right? Is yeah. also that like another big difference is that like if you're coming at this scene again fresh, you've never experienced any of these characters or whatever. Right. I think there is a little bit of like that's unhinged to just immediately understand someone, right? Or not understand, right. uh, 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 believe them or whatever, right? In this right. regard. However, another thing to consider with this is that. Uh, they know each other by name, right? Sure. They very clearly trust each other, right? They right. they have the conversation of remember what we've talked about, like that this is to end, like so they've they've been working right. together for a while, so it is definitely like a, like I mean it's one of those things where I realize that at the end of the day, someone like James can gaslight me so easily, and we actually had this in an episode recently where I went, is that real or is that true? And he went, no, and I was like, oh. I was yeah. like, all right, sorry. But like it was because like we work together so much that like we tell each other like little tidbits or pieces of information all the time. Right. So the second you tell me something, I just blindly believe it. You know, because I go, Oh, well, James isn't gonna lie to me. You know what I mean? So it's I think it's yeah. the same thing, right? Where like they also they're not content creators, so like they don't have to worry about like someone being like, Tee hee hee, I'm a little stinker, right? Like it's actually like, right. you know, oh, yeah, no, we're actually working towards, you know, saving lives and all this other stuff. Like, I trust you, you know, right. because we've worked together for X number of years on this project. Years. Uh, right. Of the years. Um, A number of years. I wonder if that is anything. Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. It's just like, it's a, it's one of those things where, like, again, looking at this scene just by itself, you would go, what is this writing? Right. Right. But when you have the rest of the movie in context and you realize that this is filling in a gap and all this other stuff, like, right. uh, you go, oh, they know each other really well. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Right. They trust each other. Right. So, of course, she's going to just be like, your blood is blue. But you know what? You've always been pretty cool. So, like, yeah. I'm going to pump the brakes on that, you know? Take right. the benefit of the right. doubt. Right. For sure. Also, um, you haven't the shot last me. Thing the other guy has. So, you know. Right, exactly. Right, that and that is an important consideration. That's like a battlefield consideration. Mm -hmm. Like, listen, um, you're not trying to kill me, so I'm gonna go ahead and buy what you're selling. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's when they get you. I was um, just about to say, uh huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the the thing that I notice every He's time I watch this scene. Oh, good, very good. <laughs> um, what I notice every single time I watch this movie. Is when the ship fires backwards. Yeah. 
And she's like, okay, they're shooting backwards at us. Uh, yeah. Like she has to like immediately learn new, you know, evasive maneuvers for when they can shoot directly backwards. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like that is the, of this scene. I think that's probably number one. What I, what stands out to me? Like mm-hmm. if you were like, what's the thing that, that from the scene that you remember, it's that. And then like the image of the, of the energy going through her yeah. body. And like, I think I do like, think about that. It's a classic yeah. image. Yeah, I, I think that's actually a really well done shot too. Like, I mean, yeah, it's it's a, like it's incredible, uh, uh, incredible slow mo. Um, I think that the CGI for that stuff is gorgeous. You know, I feel like yeah, as much as some people love to be like, uh, the CGI and the MCU is so bad, it's so gross or whatever. But like, I'm like, nah, dude. Like, yeah. I think that just sometimes. There are some things that, yes, are probably rushed at times, you know, in certain movies. Right. There's also, I think, some things where even in today's technology, we haven't quite figured out X, Y, and Z, you know? Right. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I have still yet to see a single movie where we do stretching abilities that doesn't have some sort of uncanny valley type situation where I'm like, this is a little... Weird, you know, like I'm like I always yeah. feel a little like I don't think we're there yet, you know. Um, right. But uh, anyway, no. But like, uh, but like stuff like this, like getting like space shots and stuff like that, and you know, things of like you know beautiful blasts of energy and stuff like that. Like yeah. I think frequently about the way the energy looks like in this, the outer space shots, both also in this film, but then also like you know Infinity War, Endgame. Um, uh, 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 the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, you know, like sure. any of those, like the way that we shoot stuff, I'm like, you know, uh, and, and I know that it's like literally both yeah. ways, yeah. <laughs> but like the the when when we do those things, I just go, damn, like people yeah. who think that that's not art or a form of art or whatever, like like y'all are fucking up. Like when people say that's right. not cinematography, I'm like, no, you are still directing what an image looks like, what like a final product is, right. you know. Right. That is cinematography. And I feel like that is cinema when she, when she like, and also like what a power move, like knowing that that will probably kill her, but like being so into what her friend has just, you know, effectively sold her on. Right. And turning the gun from him to the thing and, you know, putting a single bullet also not knowing whatever the fuck she's putting into it too, you know? Right. Right. She's never fired yeah. this weapon. An energy charge yeah, or whatever. whatever. Yeah, exactly. Also, how embarrassing would it be if you shot that and it either A, didn't go off because, you know, it's like imprinted to your DNA. Right. Or also it's not strong enough because you don't have, like you didn't know that you had to like pull and charge or whatever. You know, like whatever. Right. You haven't cocked the weapon. Yeah, yeah. like the safety, yeah. like this, the space safety is yeah. on, you know? Um, yeah. No, but like, I mean, just. Space safety is very important. Yeah. Uh, the way that you just sort of. Yeah, fuck it, we ball, kaboom, you know? Um, right. Shoot it, kaboot it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel, I feel like that's such a good, powerful little bit and moment in, in that. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. You just did. So thanks for coming to the show. Uh, I'm going to ask you a follow-up okay. question sure. to that question I just asked sure. you. <laughs> if you were in any situation and out of the mist comes Jude Law. (laughs) 
Sure. Okay. Is there is there any scenario where you're like, yeah, seems trustworthy? Because I can't think of one. I can think of one. <laughs> Are you ready for it? If when when I think of it, when I think of one, I'm picturing you and McGregor, and I'm wrong. Like I, I, okay. I switched to you and McGregor. You okay. and McGregor is the good version of Jude Law. That's okay. Uh, I like that. They, they are they they're a scale. There's a tipping scale yeah. between two of them. Uh huh. Here's the only thing that he could say to me where I would believe him. Are you ready for this? Okay. okay. I'm I'm in whatever. Something happens. There's all this smoke and debris or whatever, and I'm like, oh my god, what's happening? He walks out of the smoke. Okay. I'm gonna give you okay. two separate scenarios. One of which okay. I don't believe, one of which I do believe. And I want you to tell me which one you think I believe. Are you ready? Okay. Here it is. Yeah. The first one is, uh, is I don't mean you any harm. Uh-huh. The second one is, sir, I'm not sure how you've ended up here, but you are on the private lot for uh, Sherlock Holmes 3. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. And- it's the second one, obviously, yeah. because of the proximity to Robert Downey Jr. Correct. Right. Oh, I would go, oh my God, it's Robert Downey Jr. It's Robert Downey Jr.'s friend, Jude Law. Uh, it is embarrassing. Jude Law loves being referred to yeah, as, as Robert as Downey such, Jr.'s yeah. friend. I, I got to say, <laughs> Jude Law is like, I feel bad for, for this man in his way, right? Which is that like, if you put me in a room with the two of them, we're like. RDJ and Jude right, Law. And you're like, and here they are, Right. The way I would ignore everything that Jude Law says, I would, mm. I mean, I, I'm so sorry, Jude Law. I just would be like, ha nice to meet you. Anyway, and immediately just all about yeah. this other man, I'd be like, right. also, hey, hi, I have a podcast and it's all about, and he's like, well, I've also been in a Marvel movie. Yeah, I know. Anyway, so. Be like, or going, Colin, I need you to swear something to me. No, if Jude Law, you need yeah. if Jude Law wants to be on our podcast, yeah, you, you gotta shake it off, like for the greater good. Oh, shake it off, huh? Uh-huh. I kind of hate that. Nineteen eighty nine, baby. Yeah, it's sometimes a pop hit is too poppy. Like yeah. sometimes the single is like, mm, I don't know. It's like that. sometimes you know, sometimes you want to be like, okay, we gotta make a hit, and you end up falling in love with a girl at the rock show, and she says what, and you say, I didn't know, and she's so cool that you know you're gonna sneak her through the window, you know. Uh-huh. But like, I also get that like sometimes you end up in these things where it's like, I don't know. Last Friday night, you know, it's like. Yeah, it's just it's just mindless, numb, mind numbing. We were listening to Olivia Rodrigo on the way home from Harrisonburg on Saturday. Yeah, and that's a great, that's an excellent album. You should, and I, I would hardly recommend it. But we did it because Kristen asked Lila what her like what. Band now I ain't gonna lie to you, the boys done and messed up. They went off on a tangent and just derailed the entire show. Let's get back on track, shall we? Tangents. I think that's all that I have for the plot of this. Um, I do have a rather extensive Avengers ensemble. Yeah, I also have some stuff to get through super quick here. So I'm going to yeah. I'm gonna go through uh, in the comics. Please. Oh, yeah. Um, we're going to do three pretty quickly here. I'm going to try and keep them okay. very short. So now, granted, they don't say his name, but they do have it in the captions. 
So I felt yes. safe to use it. Jan Rog, Colonel Jan Rog, mm-hmm. uh, is a Cree hailing from the planet Hala and the large. Hala. Ma- ma- okay, why can I not say this word ever? Ma- in the large Magellanic yeah. cloud. Whew. He is a colonel in the Imperial Cree army, which protects the interests of the Galactic Cree Empire. Uh, and he's been uh, been in quite a few books, and interestingly enough, does look fairly just like kind of Jude Law in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like not quite, but like you know, pretty close. Looks kind of like a green uh, Judge Dread as well. Actually, sure. like when you when you sure. look at him, um, you know, like uh, like in his comic book form, especially with the way that he like or the type of helmet that he wears, kind of thing. It it, yeah. it does it does look like that. Like he does look very Judge Dready, um, which does make yeah. me wonder if that's like maybe there might be some form of. Uh, his first appearance was in Marvel Superheroes number twelve, October nineteen sixty seven. Uh, next, let's go for Marvel. Uh, this is an interesting one because this is a character very different. This is this is I think if anything else, more of a nod. And also still mm-hmm. trying to give the namesake for this character yeah. that we're going to be meeting uh, or in a new way, really, in a bit, you know? Um, yeah. So Marvel is the name of this character. Um, was uh, first seen in Marvel Superheroes number 12, no, October 1967, also of the same book, right? Um, right. Marvel, so Captain Marvel was a member of the Cree alien humanoid warrior race uh, which has forged an empire throughout the galaxy known as the large uh, Maginelic whatever cloud. Um, More specifically, he was one of the so-called pink Kree. The Kree race has the same color skin as Caucasian Earth humans. Those uh, Kree uh, who belong to this race were more biologically similar to humans than blue Kree were. Their existence was the result of interbreeding of many of the original blue Kree race with humanoids other worlds and they came to outnumber the blue Cree who however still dominated positions of wealth and governmental power in the Cree empire now I'm giving all that because uh, that's also another reason why like this person would look more similar to you know uh, like a human anyway um, like you know this uh, Lawson that we're running into um, same as well for uh for uh, Jan Rog, by the way, I didn't I didn't specify that, but he is also technically one of these um, pink Cree. Cree uh, are I, I would say the Cree that we see the most of are blue, but there are a couple other variants of of um, you know look. Um, so uh, I mean, he, there's a lot of different things that are very different you know, within the comics, but one of the first ones being that this was effectively the very first alias. Or the very first person to use the alias of Captain Marvel, um, because again, Marvel is you know the the name M A R dash V E L L, right? Um, and uh, in the comics, you know, effectively passed the name on, you know. Yes. Um, but that is also you know again since like we're not actually introducing this person, um, and uh, oh sorry, I should also specify. Um, I almost realized that when I said that there's a lot of things that are like very different, right? One of the yeah. big ones being that <laughs> Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel, did have superpowers. I mean, like basically the powers that Captain Marvel that we um, know 
right. um, have. That's not the thing I was thought you were going to say. Yeah, I, it's it's I started to say it and then I accidentally moved on, fully on accident. Um, was you know someone who has Cree physiology, so owing to his Cree f- uh, physiology, Captain Marvell uh, possessed the natural attributes uh, attributes. Sorry, I don't know why I said it that way. Of the Cree race, possessed resistance to poisons, toxins, and diseases. Um, higher natural strength level. More durable body than a human, uh, approximately twice that level, basically. Uh, and superhumanoid strength was, you know, again, still even above what a Kree had, basically. Um, humanoid durability, superhumanoid speed, superhumanoid agility, and re- reflexes as well. Had solar energy metabolics. This is pretty cool. Um, radiation treatment of Rick Jones had altered uh, Marvell's genetic structure, giving him the ability to absorb energy from outside sources, especially solar energy, and metabolize it back, convert it, and manipulate it to a variety of uses, which is, I think, kind of where a lot of the inspiration of the power or the explanation of powers in this movie comes from. Um, it's it's not quite the same, but it's, it's very similar. Rick Jones is contributions to Captain Marvel are not really shown in this. Like Rick Jones isn't really in this, in this movie at all, at all. Right. But what's really funny is that uh, we're recording this on May 24th, 2023. Um, The Marvels, which is going to come out in November Mm -hmm. is going to suddenly have the mechanic that Rick Jones and and Marvel had, which was I go into the negative zone and you come and fight crime. And then you, we switch out like, I think the the this I think this is also going to be once again a situation in which it is um like inspired by but not the same because right. instead of being right. in the negative zone it's just it is going to be the swapping but they're all in the right. same universe kind of thing right, right. um but yeah right. yeah for sure yeah which is I uh, use it with Quasar right was Quasar the also the person that got swapped with sometimes uh, uh, I think that. I don't know Qu- Quasar. It looks almost exactly like uh, Captain Marvel right. and Captain Marvel, but uh, I don't know where Quasar fits in. I haven't met Quasar because I remember yet. in one of the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy comic books at one point, Quasar had to do that exact thing. So I don't know if it was like a temporary thing where he uh, was taking over for maybe Rick Jones or someone or whatever. I don't know what happened, but at one point Quasar had to be like, "Hang on, I'll be back," and then did the little thing, and then like brought in whoever else was like waiting and they're like oh my god it's been so long anyway uh uh yep he was marvel man he uh it looks like it's from what i can tell it's almost a complete coincidence that they have similar powers he was part of project pegasus Mm -hmm. so that i guess that's that's something but in there uh, okay, let me let me go through these super super quick, and then we'll uh, move on. Um, simulated te- uh, telekinesis, healing and restoration, which a lot of superheroes have that sort of like I heal faster than normal, which is mostly because right. they need to represent why they're able to just immediately get up and start fighting. Right. Um, photon energy <laughs> right. blasts. This is pretty important. Captain Marvel could project photon energy blasts that channeled his in- uh, available energies into a devastating blast. Um, and can also use an energy enhanced strike, which is uh, basically also being able to uh, use that uh, power that like what, that he would blast out and sort of radiate it around his body to do like right. a punch kind of thing and have that punch have that energy behind it. Um, right. And uh, a couple other powers, but that aren't relevant at all to this movie or the powers. Or whatever. And cosmic awareness, which is a pretty interesting one. 
Um, this is something that he received from Eon. Um, oh. This could range from his current location uh, was discovering an opponent's weakness. Uh, upon acquiring this power, he first demonstrated it by uh, realizing not only the certain details of the special uniform in which the Supreme Intelligence has uh, honored him uh, for preventing its destruction, um, but it has been altered so that Eon had transformed the color of his previous silver-white hair to blonde. Um, it's just a weird little like tidbit I there. I feel like it has literally no importance. Uh, anyway, uh, some saying um, it might have been somewhat comparable to Spider-Man's spider sense and Mantis's awareness of psychic vibrations, but its scope mm. was far greater than either of those. So they could reach out right. across, um, you know, across like the universe, basically. So okay, then finally, um. Captain Marvel, which we technically don't see her as that, but you know, uh, we do see Carol Danvers and we do see her get her powers and ability, which means that it does become the time to introduce you to the character. Um, Carol Susan Jane Danvers, her human name, Care L, or is her Cree name, uh, current alias Captain Marvel. Uh, she also has a lot of aliases, not in the way that you know you do like in the movies or whatever. But I do want to point out some of these because this is kind of wild. She has been Captain Marvel. She's been Binary. She's been Miss Marvel. And she's been Warbird. Um, right. And then she's had these following nicknames. Ace, Bean, Captain Whizbang, Cheeseburger, and Mrs. M. Great names. Um, Mrs. M is, there's a lot to unpack yeah, there. Or, or, sorry, or maybe it might be, yeah, yeah, no, Mrs. M. Um or, or maybe probably more like Ms. M, you know, like, like, mm, like Ms. Yeah, Marvel. Ms. Marvel, yeah. B- before you talk about her powers, could I, could I uh, relate something? Yeah. Um, so she made her first appearance in, I, th- well, uh, as which one? Because I have, I have, uh, as Carol, Carol Danvers, yes. like the, the person, mm-hmm. I think she was in Iron Man. Uh, no. Uh, what was the, what was her first Marvel appearance? superheroes, uh, number 13. Uh, December 1967. Weird. Um, the first time, the first time we meet Carol Danvers, in my experience, she's basically this like really uptight kind of QC officer at I I believe Stark Laboratories, where it could have been she could have been a Shield thing. I can't remember when when we met her, but like she it was basically like oh. She's the pain in the ass, like you know. Oh, hope she doesn't. She's like you know the uh, principal building sort of of mm-hmm. of these of this comic book, and then through whatever she was on site when she got her powers, as you're gonna say. But like all of a sudden, it was like, oh, hey, remember that character? Now it's a you know now she's a superhero. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. Uh, Carol Danvers is a human slash Kree hybrid and a military warrior known as the high flying superhero Captain Marvel. With no support from her authoritarian father, a young Danvers took to the sky in the Air Force by herself as a promising cadet, escalating to rank of colonel as an intelligence uh, agent. Eventually, she was tasked to be head of security at NASA when it was infiltrated by the Kree operative Captain Marvel, accidentally subjected to the Psyche Magnetron uh, machine. Danvers was imprinted with energy from Marvel's Kree Negabands, which triggered the manifestation of her mighty abilities. Um, so I have read uh, 
Marvel Superheroes number 13. So so that is where I read it. I just was confusing which military operation sure. uh, we were talking about on Marvel. Um, she's got a lot of huge, like, you know, a lot of the times, you know, when you look at these um, in the, well, <laughs> they, they don't call it in the comics. We call it in the comics. But we look <laughs> a lot of, like, their, like, history and, like, different things like that. They put up a lot of, like, the, here's some of the most important like major events right. uh, that they have, right? Right. And a lot of these heroes, I mean, like obviously someone like Spider Man is going to have a shit ton, right? But right. a lot of the times, even some of your big name heroes have like only like 15, you know, where they're right. like, these are like crucial things for you to know. Uh, Captain right. Marvel has 29, um, even dating as Rogue recently is one of them. Uh, as 2019, I think, as, as one of the most. Uh, or 2020, sorry, being one of the most recent of, like, the big, like, important story arcs that you need to be, you know, watching or reading. And, yes, yeah, she has fought Rogue, which is interesting. Um, she She's why Rogue has Rogue's powers. They were tied yes. to a chair together for so long yeah. that Rogue absorbed Captain Ms. Marvel's powers permanently. Right, and I, but, like, she, didn't, she doesn't learned. get um, all of it, which is interesting, too. Because she doesn't get like she gets, the energy blast, but she gets like the ability right. of flight and super flight strength and strength. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah. Anyway. All right. So um. Yeah. Anyway. So the because of the powers that we've already read out loud for Marvel, I'm not going to read really most of them because um right. they're already again just the same powers. But what I will show as kind of a very interesting thing is, is that they don't mention flight. For Captain Marvel, though Captain Marvel can fly, um, right? But they they made point to point this out, and I think part of it is also specifically because of her um, flying capabilities, also like in planes and stuff like that, and stuff like that. I think that right. they bring it up because um, her uh, capability of propelling herself through the atmosphere and outer space at tremendous speeds, her ability to fly has been described as a natural capacity of sailing the planet's electromagnetic field. Her top speed is unknown, capable of interplanetary flight, suggesting at least that she can go beyond ultrasonic limits, um, which is stronger than Marvell's uh, ability. Uh, Danvers proved incapable of achieving orbit or surviving uh, unaided in space after she loses her uh, binary level power, sorry. Um, and then she eventually uh, got those back after being uh, proven that she was capable of surviving and fighting in the vacuum of space. Uh, which I think is just interesting. Like, I love when people are like, oh, they have this power. Now they don't have it anymore. Oh, just kidding. They got it back. Um, <laughs> that's how we do drama, baby. Um, but uh-huh. the other interesting thing of this is that uh, for the other situation, you know, we have these energy blasts and everything like that. Like, uh, I already forgot what word I, I used for it. Hang on. I'm going to try and find it super fast. Um, what do they call it for Marvel again? Hang on. I'm so sorry. Solar energy blasts? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, there's solar energy metabolics and like being able to use the ability. Um, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, no, I guess it is like solar energy and stuff like that. But uh, specifically with her photon blasts, one of the oh, main yeah, manifestations sure. of Carol Danvers' energy possessing, uh, pro- sorry, processing abilities is the ability to fire powerful concussion blasts of photon and stellar light energy from her body. Uh, this will also, mm. like, I'm, I'm mostly bringing this up because it's going to be relevant later as well for other people right okay that's been in the comics i did go way longer than i was expecting uh so james take it away with a very long avengers ensemble avengers ensemble 
Okay, so this is Captain Marvel. It's the first time we're seeing Captain Marvel. Um, it's a little bit like, um, I don't know, it's, I think it's funny that there's one scene like five or six years before, mm -hmm. and then it's like, and then the rest of the movie we'll cover later this year. Mm -hmm. But now we're getting the first scene, so uh, here's here's the introduction to the movie. Um, Captain Marvel was released on March 8th, 2019. Uh, it is the ninth movie in Phase 3 of the MCU and the 21st movie overall. It was directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. Um, I looked through their IMDb, didn't really see any other sort of nerdy stuff that stood out to me. Um, the screenplay was written by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck and Geneva Robertson Dwaret. Uh, all three of them wrote both the screenplay and the story. We have two more people that wrote the story. Um, we'll get to them in a second. Again, Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck didn't really have any sort of other nerdy stuff that jumped out to me. Uh, but Geneva Robertson Dwaret um, is working on a Silver Sable uh, show or movie. Um, Star Trek IV. Um, Mask and Visionaries, which we talked about recently. Uh, the director of them, we've talked about uh, both pieces of my childhood sort of toy-related cartoons. She is working on writing those, and I'm very excited about that. Uh, she also wrote Gotham City Sirens, or is working on that. Mm. And uh, she wrote the 2018 uh, Tomb Raider movie. The way that it is put on IMDb, it's those three, Anna Bowden, Ryan Fleck, and Geneva robertson Dwarit, and... The following two, which I believe they're writing partners. Um, mm. Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck are for sure partnered up, both as directors, obviously, and as writers. Then we have Nicole Perlman, who we've talked about previously, recently. Uh, I believe she wrote the story for... Uh, or she No, she shares writing credit with uh, James Gunn on one of the Guardians movies. I believe the most the first Sorry, one. Sorry, yes. The it was the first one. Yep. Um, and... The, the, so obviously no updates for her because we literally talked about her like this month. Yeah. Um, and then Meg LaFave uh, also wrote, uh, Nicole Perman wrote the story along with the other three, plus Meg LaFave who also wrote the story. Um, Meg LaFave also wrote Inside Out uh, 2 and Inside Out and The Good Dinosaur. I so did not Inside know Out 2 hasn't come out. Oh, okay. I'll it's coming out soon. Yeah, yeah. I I guess you you knew to say that because of my face. I was like, wow! Yeah. I was blown yeah, away exactly. that I had literally not heard a word of it. I was like, that came out. I was like, that's insane. <laughs> wow. Colin was already on his uh, back on his heels about the to Tomb Raider movie. It was like, Surely wait, another movie? Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, Carol Danvers is played by Brie Larson. Um, oh, I spelled Marvels wrong. I, I said the Mavels. That's not correct. Uh, she's in the upcoming movie, The Marvels. Uh, she's uh, in an untitled Scott Pilgrim anime series. Um, she was in Fast X, Ms. Marvel, Avengers Quantum Encounter, uh, Fortnite Chapter 3 as Paradigm. Um, she was in Shang-Chi. She was in the Jay-Z featuring Beyonce video for the song Family Feud. Uh, she was in Avengers Endgame, Kong Skull Island, Trainwreck. She was in the Jenny Lewis Just One of the Guys music video. Three episodes of Community. She was in the movie Short Term 12, which I only include because I made a list of movies that Lakeith Stanfield was in. And that is a movie that I was like, ah, what a weird movie for him to have been in. And it turns out Brie Larson is also in that movie. Hmm. And that's weird to me. <laughs> uh, she was in tw 21 Jump Street. Yep. 
Uh, she was in Rampart, which I only mentioned because of that famous Reddit thing where it was like, please, can we talk about Rampart? Um, do you know that thing no. where it was uh, Woody Harrelson giving this uh, Reddit AMA and he kept being like, please, can we can we keep it to talking about Rampart? People are like, you know, doing their typical Reddit, like, you know, 100 puppies, 100, you know, dinosaur sized puppies or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, That's so funny. I have not heard a, of that, but I, I, I desperately yeah. can't find that now. For for a lot for like the time when I was very much on Reddit, it had just happened, so people were still sort of like that was sort of a meme sort of right. thing that people were doing. Um, uh, she was in Scott Pilgrim versus the World, obviously, uh, and uh, one episode of Ghost Whisperer, and she was in the movie Thirteen Going on Thirty, which I didn't know. She also had on her IMDb like several music videos indicating that she had like a music career, like sort of a little bit before she got big, which is. Like for her own songs. Interesting. Okay, I didn't know which that. Which was, was surprising to me, yeah. Uh, she does have a TMTMTM. Okay. Um, she has four trademarks. Small mole under her left eye. Yeah. Which I'm sure she's stoked about people thinking, ah, classic Brie Larson, that mole under her left eye. Um, bright smile. Yeah. Uh, light and energetic personality. I would agree. And a lean and athletic figure. It says she could play Lara Croft in the 2018 Tomb Raider. <laughs> and why does it say that it on says, her trademark? Why did they not hire her? No. Uh, <laughs> hey, James, um, internet hey. here. I think you're forgetting. I think you're forgetting another trademark. What's that? Yeah. Hi, this is Incel Steve reminding you that she's also a bitch, dude. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Here's here's a okay. trademark. That's very funny. What if that was one of the trademarks? I, I listen. I was nervous that that was going to be on there. I'm not sure if you saw my reaction when you did TM TM TM. I was like, oh no. I was like, yeah. I was nervous that was going to be like. And famously, every incel on the internet believes that she's a fucking bitch. Which means that she is probably a pretty great person. Yeah. Um, I mean, listen. I think that there are times where people love to look for drama where there really shouldn't or doesn't yeah. need to be or whatever. But like my whole thing is, is that I, I do, I do trust Samuel L. Jackson's like word and like opinion and stuff like that. And when right. he actively uses the word bestie, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like that, that's my thing. If you can get that man to, to, unironically call you bestie in like a message or whatever that means you rule you know what i mean yeah you've won you've won, you've yeah. won. yeah absolutely because he commented i'm not sure if you saw this but like she posted something like last week and he and he said something along the lines of like that as like this is a sleigh bestie and i was <laughs> like that rules that's so good that's such a good and fun little thing to see you know um but yeah um yeah, so that is uh, that is Brie Larson, a notorious nice person. Um, Lawson is played by Annette Benning. That deserves a heard of her because she is an institution. She has been around forever. Um, wow. But what I picked out, play? listen, she's been she's married to Warren Beatty. She's fine. She knows <laughs> how old she is. She's 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 not worried about her age. Uh, Warren Beatty is old as old as hell. So like. Um, but what I picked out from from her IMDb, uh, she was in Death on the Nile. Uh, she was in The Kids Are All Right. 
she was in one episode of The Sopranos as herself, which I think That's is a major cool. flex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, she was in American Beauty, um, and she was in Mars Attacks, uh, which, like, I feel like at the time, absolutely everyone was in Mars Attacks, and I really love that. Um, and then she was in one episode of the original Miami Vice series. Hmm. So she's done a whole lot more. It's just a lot of it was sort of like, you know, the American president with Michael Douglas, you know, sort of sort of deal. Sure. Uh, Jan Rog is played by Jude Law. Uh, he was in Sherlock Holmes 1 and 2, and he is filming Sherlock Holmes 3. Uh, he was in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them 2 and 3. He was in the Grand Budapest Hotel. He was in the Guardians of the Galaxy prequel, Rise of the Guardians. Uh, he was in Series of Unfortunate Events. Uh, Rise of the Guardians is about owls, and uh, I've talked about it before. I have that meme where it's like the the yeah. the Guardian, the Guardians of the Galaxy, Rise of the Guardians, and uh, the one about Santa Claus. Um, he, uh, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. <coughs> Guardians of uh, He was in. Yeah. Oh, that's the one about owls. Yeah, that's the owls. Rise of the Guardians is about. That's the one that's, that's the like, Santa Claus. Yeah, it's like Jack Frost. Yeah. Yeah. And them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I get those. I get my guardians mixed up. Uh, he was in Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow as the as the title character, right? I guess. I watched it one time at my dorm in college, and it was like stylistically gorgeous. And Angelina Jolie as the villain with an eye patch. It was great. I don't remember a lot about the plot of it. I believe he is the titular character, Sky Captain. Okay. Um. He was in the movie AI. Uh, he was in the movie Talented Mr. Ripley, and he was in the movie Gattaca. We have a TMTMTM for Jude Law. Of course we do. It's uh, that you would rather the, any other... No, sorry. You would never trust anything exactly. he says. Reminds you of an evil Ewan McGregor is the first one. I don't know. I don't, it's, uh, yeah. No, uh, the first one actually is really interesting. Often plays a representative of the ideal man. In Gattaca, the Talented Mr. Ripley, and AI... Artificial intelligence, like literally, Gattaca and, and AI. It's like that's the guy I want to be like, sort of deal. Bold green eyes and a rich smooth voice are is the completion of his TM TM TM. Ooh boy, is that the is that also the last bit of Avengers Ensemble? Uh, no, ready oh, for the last God. bit. Okay, yeah, okay, good. We do see Minerva in the background. Okay, interesting. She is played by Gemma Chan. Yeah. I th- who I... also plays uh, Cersei mm-hmm. in Eternals. I am Icarus. No updates. Mm. Interesting. And that is the end of Avengers on Take the. Uh, shall I take the new energy source with us? Why don't I take the new energy source with us? You're right. Energy? I did do the summary, didn't I? <laughs> that shows how long this episode's gone. <laughs> I'm going to blow the core and uh, take us out of here. You're going to what? Sorry. I'm about to blow my core. Colin, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of uh, Timeline Scavengers. It has been a a lovely exchange and meeting of the minds. It has been such an honor as always, James. (laughs) As always, I'm James Anderson. I'm Colin Parker. Colin, I just have three things to tell you. Oh, yeah? I'm from space. Mm -hmm. I have blue blood. Mm -hmm. And Excelsior. That makes so much sense because I was just shot out of the sky by a Stanley. <laughs> Two truths and a lie. <laughs>